everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Digital Dialogue. I'm Caitlin. And I'm Scott. Um, this week's episode is going to be a little bit different. We're actually going to be doing a social media roundup. So both Scott and I came up with two stories each, um, and we're going to go through a summary of that and then kind of share our opinions. So the first story I have is from Social Media Today. Facebook adds new video publishing tools, including live rehearsals and watch party replays. So in a presentation to the International Broadcasting Convention, IBC for short, last week, Facebook announced a new range of video features and tools. The updates primarily relate to Facebook Live, watch parties, and Creator Studio. So in regards to Facebook Live, Facebook is rolling out live rehearsals, a new trimming option, and a new live broadcasting option. On rehearsals, Facebook says that it will now provide an option for publishers to broadcast their live videos to page admins and editors only, enabling them to test their ideas before sharing them to a larger audience. And yeah, that really helps with the sound, the lighting, the angles you want to set up mm-hmm. with your camera. Just not having to have your first test run be on a live audience and be For able your to show your editors first. Absolutely. Um, and another feature is the Facebook's new trimming option, which allows publishers to cut off the beginning and end parts of their live broadcast replays, which I thought was really cool. And I thought about us when we would record live um, for the podcast, because there's always that awkward in beginning part where we're turning on the live stream and I'm coming back to my chair and we're just getting settled. And those first few seconds are extremely crucial, especially for someone that isn't really familiar with your content. Definitely. So being able to trim that would be, I think, is an awesome idea. Facebook's also adding in a new option which will enable live video publishers to broadcast simultaneously to more than one online streaming service via the live API, which could make it easier to share your content to a larger audience. While Facebook has also now added live to Facebook Lite, bringing in um, a new user group. So that's also a cool option, too. I think being able, anything that makes it easier to share on multiple platforms yeah, definitely. is key. Um, it's also no secret that Facebook is trying to put more focus on watch parties. According to Facebook, people are eight times more likely to comment on videos in a watch party than if they were watching a video on their own. So with that in mind, Facebook is adding watch party scheduling, replays, and enabling pages to tag business partners in branded content. Um, in the watch parties. Yeah, and that's an interesting stat. I, I definitely agree with that. When I'm watching a video in a watch party, I'm more likely to comment than I would be when I'm watching a video by myself. Yeah, there's definitely. more intent, I believe, yeah. um, which is cool. And I'm surprised that they haven't been able to tag partners and stuff in their content through that. Agreed. But um, I definitely think it's a smart move. And for Creator Studio, Facebook is adding a new visu- visualization to its loyalty insights which will show you which of your videos are driving returning viewers. That's helpful. Oh, absolutely. And while Creator Studio um, will now also support 13 new languages for auto-captioning, adding to the four, which were English, French, Portuguese, and Spanish, Um, which that honestly took me by surprise. I was surprised that they only had four languages, Um, especially because Facebook is so universal. Yeah. It's about time that they added yeah, add a bunch more. more. Definitely. So along those same lines, I had Facebook is facing an antitrust lawsuit, however. So Facebook competitors like Snap Inc., who own Snapchat, have been talking to the Federal Trade Commission, claiming that Facebook tried to thwart competition from their rival social media company, including discouraging popular accounts from even referencing Snap, according to a report the Wall Street Journal. Uh, the paper said that Snap is inquiring within the commission to potentially show that there should be an antitrust investigation into Facebook's business practices. 
SNAP's legal team have been compiling a dossier called Project Voldemort. <laughs> I love that. I know, about <laughs> so Facebook's anti-competitive tactics, the journal said, citing familiar people with the project. Uh, Facebook has long been accused of stifling growth in their sector by either forcing competitors out of business or buying them out. And this is very reminiscent of the late 90s when Microsoft CEO Bill Gates was sued by the United States government over similar circumstances when his company, Microsoft, owned over 90% market share in the tech sector. So similar to what Zuckerberg's dealing with today, uh, yeah. uh, companies who feel done wrong by the giant corporations, mm -hmm. which we certainly feel for them, and every company deserves to have their own fair shot at the market. But Facebook is very good at just buying the best of the best and incorporating oh, yeah. them under their umbrella. Even just emerging, like, taking over Instagram and stuff. Yep. It's definitely, I do see the parallels with Microsoft. Agreed. Um, absolutely. Uh, next story actually was from Forbes, and it's four bold social media predictions for 2020. So Forbes has taken the time to make some ser pretty serious predictions for social media in the future. The first one is Instagram will officially remove likes. Now, we already know Instagram is testing this out in multiple countries, and I'm sure it will be coming to the United States very soon. But the interesting part is that the person who wrote this article believes that the mental health reason behind it is more of a PR spin. Instead, Instagram isn't really seeing a return in influencer marketing and paid posts, and that's why they're going to be hot removing likes. Wow, that's a bold claim. Yeah, they. I mean, they um, talked about Kylie Jenner and how I mean she can post one thing and make like a million dollars, and obviously micro influencers aren't making that kind of money, and Instagram isn't really seeing any of it. So by hiding this information, it shifts the power back to Instagram. So I thought that was a really interesting take because I hadn't thought about yeah, it that way before. Definitely. Second prediction is that Google will incorporate social into search. Um, we all know that Google Plus was a bit of a bust. So Forbes predicts that Google will move to incorporate existing social platforms into their search algorithm, which I thought was super interesting. Yep. Um, a third prediction is that niche social platforms will expand. Um, as time has progressed, more social media platforms have been deemed important, obviously like Pinterest and stuff, a lot of that's being incorporated into business strategy and marketing. Um, and also that's because international internet accessibility and user-generated content is at an all-time high. Fourth and final prediction Forbes made is that social sharing tools will become free or more valuable. So Forbes thinks that Google will create their own social scheduling tool. Oh, wow, that's really interesting. Yeah, which I think... Honestly, I think they will. Yeah. Because it makes a lot of that sense. That helps out everyone, <laughs> definitely. And for our last story, we had Twitter provides option to hide replies to users in the US and Japan. So according to Twitter's official page, you can now tweet something and not have to worry about the trolls in the comment section spoiling the conversation, with Twitter adding the option to hide replies. Twitter has stated in the past to give people more control over their experiences. We've developed different features, whether it was their block, muting keywords and accounts, to notification filters so that everyone can tailor their experience to make Twitter work best for them. They recently did this trial in Canada, and with this test, they wanted to understand how conversations on Twitter change if the person who starts the conversation has the option to hide replies. And based on this, there's research and surveys they conducted, they found people mostly hide replies that they think are irrelevant, abusive, or unintelligible. And those who use the tool thought it was a helpful way to control what they saw, similar to when keywords are muted. And lastly, they saw that people were more likely to reconsider their interactions when their tweet was hidden. And 27% of those people who had their tweets hidden said they would reconsider how they would interact with others in the future. That's so it's kind of helpful. It's that it's not really shaming them too much, but mm -hmm. it, you don't 
have anything interesting to say to the conversation, you might just get muted out of it and people will just go on without you. Yeah, I also think it's a really interesting take because other platforms like Facebook are taking this on more themselves. Um, But this is interesting because it puts the responsibility back on the user to really kind of monitor what's being said out there. Yeah, maybe Twitter will let us edit tweets at some point too. That's another thing they don't, yeah. But it's it's definitely just stepped around the right direction for sure. Absolutely. Well, we hope this episode of Digital Dialogue was interesting. Please look for our blog post coming out on Thursday, which we kind of dive into what we just covered a little bit more. Um, But thank you for listening and tune in next week for a new episode.